Hello, everybody, whoever joined us uh, on this Sunday, or if you hear this later on, happy birthday, happy morning, happy night, whenever you are uh, listening or going through whatever we are covering here. So this week is a very intense week. I mean, we're living in an intense time, so uh, having an intense week kind of makes sense. The thing that is guiding us this week, now that I check to see before what's going on up there, is uh, the Mars conjunct the Sun. This happens every two years. So every two years, I mean the Sun conjunct the Mars more often, but every two years, Mars begins a new cycle. And if you think about it, as a parent, you probably know it, the terrible twos, or if you have good memories, maybe you remember your terrible twos, when the keyword is no, 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 that is the first Mars return that you experience. Remember, we talked here quite a lot about Saturn return, about Jupiter returns, about Chiron return, about Uranus return. Now we can speak about Mars return. So every two years, Mars returns back to the same place it was when um, it, we were born. So that's why we have the terrible twos at two. That's why at four years old, we have um, the first lines of maybe of memories or you're starting to interact. A lot of us start remembering things after the age of four. Then at six, of course, we're being uh, sent off to school. So every two years, Mars return and, and pushes us forward. That's what Mars is. Mars is our internal uh, engine. So he basically calls to action. He pushes us into a new direction in a sense. It's like hitting turbo. So every two years, which is literally happening right now, we are beginning this. It actually started yesterday. I think we talked about it last week and it's very much a conjunction today. The conjunction is going to continue uh, flowing over um, the next few days, of course, because it is a process. Now, the conjunction itself is going to be very strong. We'll talk about it in a second. I'll show you uh, through the chart all the way up until the 21st. Uh, my feeling is, again, and I'm very optimistic about it, I hope it actually happens, that what we've been going through right now, if you look at the charts that we've been showing in the last few weeks, you saw that Mars is ahead of the sun and the sun is kind of catching up because Mars has been in Scorpio and Mars and the sun has been, you know, in other places in Libra. Then it moved into Scorpio and it was kind of catching up on Mars. And what's happening this week is that he's passing Mars. That's why it's a new cycle of Mars. Now, if you think about it uh, symbolically, we had now a few weeks where Mars, the god of war, was leading the sun. And that was very, very dominant. For example, let's say in the war in Gaza, we had uh, the military aspect of uh, part of uh, Hamas leading the road. And then those that were leading them, the politicians that are sitting comfortably someplace else, kind of caught up with everything that happened. Some of them were even surprised. Same thing in Israel. We had the complete uh, the government that's supposed to be ruled by the sun completely dysfunctioning. It's still dysfunctioning. And the army stepped up into action and moved forward. What's happening this week is a transition. Now, it also could be politically, if you think about it, uh, in the cold context of the Gaza war, we have the soldiers, the warriors over there, and we have Biden, who is a lot of people believe that is really running the show, is from behind. So what's happening this year, this week, is that the energy is changing, and therefore the sun is leading forward. The leader is leading instead of the army or the warriors or the soldiers. And in your personal life, instead of being led by other people or by circumstances, this is a week where you actually take control, where you um, 
take over in, a, in the initiation and the decision and the strategy in a sense. So that's what's happening to us this week. Mars is being flanked by the sun. And that is not a bad idea because I think energy without direction is dangerous. War without a purpose is dangerous. And that's why I think around November 21, there is a chance for maybe exchange of uh, hostages. Maybe there is a chance of some humanitarian um, a, a ceasefire or at least corridors that can really open a little bit wider and longer so people can use. So there could be some transition this week. Will you see in your personal life around you and in politics as well as in world affairs that the soldiers is taking a little step back and the sun is picking up the pressure from the sun energy which is much more the leadership and in your personal life it's your ability to be guided by the heart which is the sun rather than your sexual organs your desires your passion your will to power that might have been uh, over um, uh, pretty intense in the last few weeks at least so that's the biggest thing that's happening this week. And it's, again, peaking in March 21. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, we're going to do a whole segment of Thanksgiving today uh, because I think it's kind of an um, interesting holiday. And it is a very much a Sagittarius holiday. So we're going to talk about the connection to Sag and why Thanksgiving is always celebrated in Sagittarius, whether it was a coincidence or something from above. Or, you know, it's left to uh, you to decide. But the... Every holiday has a, a flavor. Every holiday, of course, that's why they have foods and they have colors sometimes. You know, we have uh, a Halloween having their colors and, and Thanksgiving having the color and Easter having many, many colors. And that the many, many colors, it's because it's in spring and there's many colors in the wildflowers that are coming out. So every uh, holiday has a frequency, has a color, has a theme and has a sign. So that's why Halloween is very Scorpio and uh, Passover and Easter is very Aries. So the same thing with Thanksgiving is very, very sad and we'll see why it is so. And but we'll see also that Thursday is a kind of intense day. But what we have also this week is a transition from the energies of Scorpio, which we've been guided for for the last month. We were swimming in the swimming. I don't know if that's the word, but much more bainy boiling in the waters of Scorpio. And now we're going to move into Sag uh, from uh, this week, from November uh, from November 22nd. We're going to move 23rd. We're going to move into uh, Sagittarius and we're going to have Mars moving into Sagittarius as well and catching up again with the sun. So we're going to have Mars in Sagittarius all the way until January 4, which is not bad. Mars in Sagittarius is full of movement, action, traveling, teaching, learning, mass media, truth, fighting for your truth. It's a exciting energy, Mars in Sagittarius. I would say it's a very Bruce Lee kind of aspect. And the sun is going to be in Sagittarius, of course, until solstice, September 21. So let's start uh, with what's happening today. So... Let's look at the week ahead. Sunday, we have the sun on top of Mars. As we mentioned, we're starting a new cycle of Mars, a new cycle that will take us for two years. And that is a cycle of Mars being in Scorpio, which is, again, very sexual, very intense. And try as much as you can to put your energy and work around big projects because Mars in Scorpio favors working with other people's money, other people's talents, joint artistic, joint financial affairs, everything that has to do with putting people together, collaborating into making something bigger happen. 
and a Mars on top of the sun just makes all of us warriors. We just have to make sure that we're fighting for the light instead of uh, for darkness. The thing that's happening on Sunday that's a little bit um, difficult is the fact that the sun and the moon are squaring. We said that happens twice a month and it talks about the crescent moon and it talks about a time where we are doubting, forced into action we don't want to take. So just to be a little bit more aware of it uh, today and tomorrow, especially on Monday, because on Monday, I don't know why I don't like Monday. You remember that song? Monday is going to be kind of marred by Mars and the moon squaring and creating some uh, challenges there. Also, what's happening this week, which is starting, you can say, already on a Sunday, but it's much stronger the rest of the week, is Venus opposite to Chiron. Old insecurities, especially around relationship and partnership, are coming up. They're getting stronger Tuesday and Wednesday when the moon, always serving as a marker, is going to be on top of uh, the North Node, on top of Chiron and opposite to Venus. It's talking about a lot of karmic uh, debts being paid this year, uh, this week, with relation to relationship, partnerships, uh, and home and family. And again, it's not only happening on a personal level, it's also happening on a global level. But Sunday, it is a call to action. It's a new cycle of Mars, and you can decide what is it that I want in the next two years to focus on with my action, my leadership, my initiation. On Monday, uh, what we have is the moon conjunct Saturn. That's never easy. It's some kind of problems with family, mother figures, women bosses. Um, just be a little bit less critical about yourself if possible because it is a time where you feel like um, uh, everything is very emotional. Everything touches me. I'm very vulnerable. I'm very sensitive. I'm very self-critical. So just to be aware and on top of everything, the moon and the sun are squaring, which brings up all insecurities about mother and father leaving us or mother and father fighting and getting divorced or any kind of divorce or separation that you've experienced in your past might be again coming back around that time. So again, Monday can be a little bit of um, being forced into action I don't want to take, uh, feeling self-critical. Uh, it's a little bit more heavy overall. And you can see on the chart how the Venus opposite to Chiron is starting to close down and getting heavier and heavier. Tuesday, November 21, what we have is the moon moving into Pisces. So Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to have the moon in Pisces, which is not bad for us because as long as Mars and the sun and Neptune are in Scorpio, in water sign and Saturn, the moon being in Pisces adds water to the mix. And now what we have is Minerva, the goddess of just war in Scorpio. We have Mars in Scorpio, the god of war. We have the sun in Scorpio, ruled by Mars, the god of war. We have Saturn in Pisces, moon in Pisces, Neptune in Pisces. So Tuesday and Wednesday are very watery days. It's almost as if 50% of the chart is in water. Spend time in water. Allow yourself to feel. It's a great time to connect to dream, lucid dreaming, anything to do with empathy. If you're looking for a great day for healing it's definitely on tuesday so tuesday wednesday a great time for surgeries if you have to make any surgeries even emotional surgeries to get out of your body something you don't want out of your head some thought you don't like out of your heart some emotion you don't want to feel so again november 21 it's a tuesday Definitely, it's the last day of Scorpio, which is the healer, the witch, the warlock. Use it to get rid of things, to, to, to cut away from something you don't need in your life. And the moon in Pisces gives you an instinct about intuition. So whatever you're going through at that time, there's a lot of intuition, a lot of psychic energy. Again, the sun and Mars 
in Scorpio, it's the sign of the witch. We have the moon in the sign of the mystic. It's a really powerful thing. Even Vesta, another asteroid, is in Cancer, which is all about mediumship. So that's why we have this triangle of water happening Tuesday and Wednesday. And Tuesday, of course, is ruled by Mars. So again, that's a really good indication that something can flow, even, um, like I said, in the war. On um, Wednesday, November 22nd, we have the official last day, last moments, you can say, of Scorpio in November 22nd as the sun is going to move into Sagittarius. Depends where you are in the world. The moon is still in Pisces on top of Neptune. So it's even more emotional, more sensitive and more connected to water on Wednesday. We're going to have, again, Vesta. We're going to have Minerva, Mars, Sun, Moon, Neptune, Saturn. All of them are in water sign. It's a lot. It's a lot of feelings. It's a lot of emotion. But because the Moon and the Sun are sending a beautiful trine to each other, they communicate. So it's as if um, you're becoming a night person and a day person, uh, solar and lunar, active and receptive. It's a very flowing day. So Wednesday... And um, especially Tuesday and Wednesday, I very much recommended for achieving your emotional goals in a sense. But what's happening Wednesday that leads us to Thanksgiving is the fact that Venus, as you can see, is precisely opposite to Chiron. And that is not comfortable. It just brings up all emotional insecurities, especially that has to do with relationship, patterns in relationship, old wounds that you might have suffered in relationship that are coming back. And on top of everything... You're going to have Venus very close to the south node, letting go of relationship, breakups. So right breakups before we, we board the plane to fly to Thanksgiving. That's kind of dramatic. Or it could be that this period is just causing you to really reassess who you want as a business partner, partner in life, partner in work, and letting go of any old patterns in relationships. And the moon is still on top of Neptune, which again is an instinct of intuition. So the fact that you have so much intuition and your Venus is opposite to, um, to Chiron can really help resolve issues in relationship, but by letting go. Either letting go of the need to let go of the relationship or let go of the relationship. Again, because we have still the black moon opposite to the moon, it could trigger you saying things that you later on regret. So just be extra careful, especially because we still are influenced in Wednesday by the sun and Mars being in Scorpio, which tends to sting, you know. So be extra careful how you relate to your partner on Wednesday. Thursday, Venus is starting to move away from that opposition, which is great. It means a little bit less issues in relationship, but more issues at home and family, especially with family members, especially with mothers. So you have to make sure that you say a hundred times that the chicken is great and that you feel comfortable or everything. You know, I, you just want to make sure that your mother is satisfied, family members are satisfied. The reason why is because the moon is going to be on top of Chiron, the wounded healer. So it could bring up a lot of old wounds. That being said, the sun on Thursday is moving into a Sagittarius, which is great because Thursday, like I told you, is Thanksgiving in America and in the United States. And it is a day of Sagittarius. You don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving in Scorpio. Definitely not. So the moon is going to be in Aries in Thanksgiving. The sun is going to be in Sagittarius, which actually works really well together. The moon in Aries is just an, uh, it's a little bit too aggressive. So if you have this instinct to fight or to um, uh, retweet something nasty, just be a little bit careful. 
you know, Mercury is sending good energy to the North Node and the South Node. So there's a lot of good karmic connection. You might even meet this Thanksgiving somebody that you know from a past lifetime and forgotten or have not connected to. So there could be some intimate uh, connection on Thanksgiving, even with people that you never suspected that will come to uh, the dinner. Or if you're not celebrating it, you know, still Thursday exists even without Thanksgiving. It is a time where you might meet people from past lifetime and have an instant uh, recognition uh, with them is uh, minerva sorry um we uh, it has a strong connection on that day between minerva vesta and saturn all of them are very traditional energies so that's actually really good for thanksgiving or in general if you're doing something in th in thursday that has to do with people who are older than you that could work really well the only thing is that we have a very tight uh, let's say square which is Tough energy between the sun and Saturn, between Mars and Saturn. That is not an easy day for any kind of um, conflict. So make sure that you're not falling into conflict. Even though the moon in Aries will mean I have an instinct to do that. Mars on top of the sun, I want to do it. But because Saturn and the sun are squaring, it's not the best thing to do. So be extra careful of unnecessary wars around uh, Thursday. Again, the fact that Neptune is sending such beautiful energy to Mars can mellow it. It's almost like we have a car that's heating, but um, uh, the, the radiator is going well or, or the water system is cooling it. So that's great. But just to be aware that we're losing some of that water towards fire. So what's happening Thursday, we're losing some water counts. The moon and the sun are moving from water into fire. So it's much more action, much more about movement, much more about physical activity. And just to be aware that there is a tendency to heat things too fast. So in that sense, to be careful. Now, if you have to deal with father figures or mother figures, which you do have to on, th on Thanksgiving, be extra careful again because Saturn and the sun are squaring and the moon is on top of Chiron in Aries. So she has an instinct to fight. The good things that keep things going well is that the moon and the sun are still sending beautiful energy to each other on Thursday. Friday, we have the moon still in Aries, but the moon is on top of the North Node, which is also great. It means that you might meet a woman or um, a person who feels familiar from a past lifetime. You might actually tap into memories from past life, especially memories that involves family members, which is kind of interesting. It's happening a day after um, Thanksgiving. And in general, if you're somewhere else in the world and you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, you're just thanking without uh, necessarily having to have a turkey for it. It is a good day to connect to women, to groups of women, to connect to family members, to connect to home, um, real estate even, just because that moon is on top of the North Node. So Friday is actually a good day for that. And Mercury is the business person is sending beautiful energy to the moon. You have a lot of instinct on Friday with everything that has to do with the connection to business, communication, writing, marketing. And um, we also have on that day, yeah, Jupiter and the black moon is sending good energy. So that can really help us because we're getting into it. Next week is going to be marked much more by the sun and black moon squaring and Mars starting to square the black moon, which again is never easy. Anything with the black moon is tough, but that's more the week after. So that's from the 26th more of uh, November. 
But for right now, what we have on Friday is, again, the moon is still in Aries on top of the North Node. Friday is a good day to meet new people. And the moon opposite to Venus, it just means sometimes that your family might have a hard time with your relationship or you might have a hard time with your relationships. Um, family, again, the day after Friday, make sure you don't drink too much on Thursday that on Friday you have some hangover and fighting with everybody. Saturday, the moon is moving into Taurus, completely different energy. Moon in Taurus is the moon of success. It's exalted on top of Jupiter. She's very happy. Even the black moon is sending her good vibes, which is really rare of the black moon to do anything good. So Saturday is a day that things get mellow a little bit more. And the moon on top of Jupiter is actually good for money, even though Saturday, not a lot of people on the planet work. Still, it is a great day uh, for everything that has to do with art, design, colors, food, and nurturing yourself, it's a beautiful uh, connection. And especially when Saturn and the moon are sextiling to each other, it also can be very, very helpful. The moon in Taurus is going to be also uh, with us on Sunday, next Sunday. But it's going to be a little bit unpredictable because the moon is going to be on top of Uranus. We talked about it. Uranus is the awakener, the joker, the fool. When it's on top of the moon once a month, it just creates a little mini chaos. So Sunday, next Sunday could be a little bit more chaotic in that sense but it's still the moon of success so that's good for us let's look at some things that i um, prepared uh, for us i want to take that white out yeah um let's see what are the um, let's say insights from this week no that's not what I wanted. Hmm. For some reason, it has disappeared. Worst case, we will share something different. No. Sorry for the little break, and it's not even uh, Mars, uh, Mercury retrograde or anything. Ah, here you are. So, um, one. Let's go first see what is um, uh, going on. Yeah, general announcement. Uh, I'm actually leaving in a few weeks. So if you guys are in Sofia or in Tel Aviv or in Berlin, I'm going to be in Budapest this year, Edinburgh or London. Uh, let me know. I'm going to do readings there and we're going to have workshops there. You can go to my website. You're going to see it on Thursday, November 30th at um, 10 a.m. We're going to have this a 2024 class that's going to be online so if you are around anywhere in the world actually and of course there's going to be a recording so you can uh, join us there is the link also on the chat and my book is out as you know thanks a lot for guys i think 15 of you actually gave me some uh, nice reviews so if you can if you got the book and you can review it on amazon that would be great uh, that will help their algorithm help other people uh, reach the um, uh, the destiny. So um, Thanksgiving. 
So I want to talk about Thanksgiving this year, this week. This week we have um, Thanksgiving and it is an interesting holiday because it's a holiday that is geared towards uh, giving and towards thinking. So it can't be that bad. And if you think about what would be the ultimate sign to host such a beautiful holiday, it is definitely Sagittarius. And I thought about it. It's always interesting. And we talked about it quite a lot. Why Labor Day is celebrated in Virgo, which is the the, the sign of uh, work and why Earth Day is celebrated during Taurus, which is the sign of Mother Nature. So it kind of uh, works like that very, very auspiciously. And Thanksgiving is falling under that category as well, because it is definitely a Sagittarius affair. Why is it so important for Sagittarius? Why did Sagittarius want to have that and host that holiday? You know. So first of all, there is a very interesting saying from the New Testament, and it relates even to the older, uh, there is no prophet in his own town. What does that mean? It means that if you're born in a small little town and you become a prophet, uh, the people in the town are not going to take you too seriously because they remember when you stole the apples from the other neighbor and when you skipped school a lot and when you had this uh, unfortunate love affair with somebody who um, rejected you, blah, blah. We know everything about you. You can't be a prophet, but you could be a prophet because you could live and move to other places and acknowledge uh, your wisdom and absorb a lot of information and then come back to your people and share it with them. Yeah, but what they say is that it's very difficult to be a prophet in his own town. Now, prophecy and traveling are both ruled by Sagittarius. And what it means is that the whole idea of Thanksgiving is how we can host or we can um, make strangers foreigners feel comfortable. Now, you totally understand why is this holiday uh, being, let's say, lobbied with God by Sagittarius, because Sagittarius is the sign of travelers. So one of the things that Sagittarius really absolutely want to know is that if I'm traveling, will I be hosted by somebody? Will I be invited into somebody's home? Will I be taken care of? Will I be fed? Will I have a roof over my head? Will I be able to change my money? Uh, you know, practical things. So that's something that Sagittarius rules, traveling, foreign cultures and foreign tradition. Um, it also is ruled by Jupiter or Zeus, and Zeus was the god of hospitality. It was actually, if you rejected the guest in ancient Greece, you got into trouble with Zeus. So it's not even a god of um, hosting. It is the king of the god that is supposed to be in charge of uh, guests and hospitality. So you don't want to mess with Zeus. Now, it happens to be that Jupiter or Zeus is the ruler of Sagittarius. So... Also, you know, good storytellers. Sagittarius is the sign of mass media, mass communication. They were the bards of the ancient world. And of course, you know, I host you. If you're sitting there not talking the whole time, I'm giving you food. I'm giving you a shelter. Maybe I've been risking my family because somebody's after you. I don't know. At least entertain me. Tell me something new. Tell me news. Where did you go? What did you see? Uh, you know, my wild-eyed uh, boy. So, that is precisely why Sagittarius is the ruler of this holiday, because hospitality is involved with an exchange. And the exchange is, I give you safety, you entertain me, you educate me. And that's precisely what Sagittarius is, the sign of education, the sign of entertaining education. It's a fire sign. That's why we gather around the fire to tell stories. So good stories, good storytellers, um, masters of mass communication. Also, it's the shortest time of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. Sorry, the shortest day of the, the shortest 
light or the shortest amount of light in the day during um, the year in the Northern Hemisphere during Sagittarius. That's why we start our entertaining earlier because it gets dark earlier. We need light earlier and that's why Sagittarius is a mutable air sign moving the flame the torch from one place to the other but it is also a time that is very lonely it is a time where we are all gathering inward so again it is a time to thank thank what well the days are the shortest we are in the darkest time of the year this is the time to start thanking for everything that we have received not only that Thanksgiving comes right after Halloween, not for a coincidence. It is the, the last aspect or the last of the harvest holidays. We had Sukkot, if you remember. Sukkot is the Jewish holiday of, um, or the new Near Eastern of gathering. That happens earlier because it's warmer in the Near East, so they gather their um, crop earlier. Then we talked about the Celts. Remember, the Celts were um, a little bit more northern, so they celebrated in October 31st. And now we're getting to the point in Thanksgiving, which is the end of the harvest. It's completely done. We have everything in our storage, and now we have to thank and have gratitude towards everything that the earth has given us for uh, the last season so that can, we can last until the spring. So that's why Sagittarius is very much related to this holiday, this holiday of giving and receiving. And again, it's all about ritualized um, meal. It's like Passover. Uh, it's like uh, the bunnies, uh, the eggs in Easter, you know, certain, certain holidays have specific food that is supposed to be part of the ritual. Now, Turkey, I don't know, maybe it was uh, what was going on around that time, or maybe it just got um, unlucky, the turkeys, you know. Uh, but the whole, let's say, history behind it is that in 1961, the Plymouth colonists from England and the Native Americans, uh, Wambakong, I probably say it wrong, people shared an autumn harvest feast that is acknowledged to be the first Thanksgiving. It was supposed to be at least 90 Native American men and 50 Englishmen that came together. And there was a lot of women probably that had to wash the dishes and prepare the food. You know, they only describe us the 90 Native American and 50 Englishmen, specifically men. So I don't know how many of the kids and the, and the wives and the women were there. But it was in 1863, in the midst of the Civil War, that President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the National Thanksgiving Day to be held each November. So he was wise enough to bring it into Sagittarius because every colony was doing it in a different time and to make it official the day of thanks and giving. So again, if you think about it, Kabbalah is called receiving in Hebrew. Uh, thanksgiving is thanks for the giving. Giving and receiving, that is the engine of creation. We give, we receive in order to give. We give and then we receive. That is the transition, transactions that is going on, energetically speaking, with every breath we take. We take in a breath, we take out a breath. So that is the concept behind uh, Thanksgiving. If we look at the chart of Thanksgiving, specifically for November 23rd, I did it for 10 p.m. London time, which will be um, for America, about United States, about the time that people sit down to have their dinner, three, four, five um, in the afternoon. The rising sign is not so important. What is important are a few aspects. First of all, the fact that the moon is on top of Chiron is telling us that it could be a little bit tough with your family, especially with women in the family, especially with mothers and mother figures. So you have to, even if the turkey is burnt and tastes like terrible and the stuffing is making you stuffed, 
never mind you say it tastes good thank you very much amazing you know you don't want to mess around with that moon on top of Chiron it could also mean that there will be some uh, family members that go through some sickness or reveal their sickness or expose their sickness the good news is that the moon is sending or getting very good energy from Mercury so there's ability to communicate about everything that is going on so again you don't feel comfortable about something Talk about it. Don't be a um, Mars in Scorpio. Be careful of that Mars in Scorpio because it's still there that day. Don't be aggressive about it. Don't be um, uh, too much, um, let's say, don't be stingy, you know. Uh, try to do it not in a vindicative way. If it's something that was done to you six months ago, this is not the time to talk about it. Talk about things that are happening now. But with the moon on top of the North Node, there is ability to heal. And with the moon sending such good energy to Mercury, there is ability to communicate what is wrong and what is problematic. So again, you should definitely do that. Neptune and Mars are sending a beautiful trine. There's a lot of psychic energy coming through action, not through you getting a aha moment, uh, but much more you're doing something not realizing that what you're doing is guided by a psychic idea or something that is telling you that it might be different if you're not going to do it, meaning that you might be doing mindless action that are really mindful without you even aware of that transition from mindless to mindful. But again, that Mercury and the Moon, that Mars from Neptune really helping us out. The thing that make it a little bit tougher, mentioned it, Saturn and the Sun are squaring. They're squaring much more a day before so that's good, Wednesday. So if in Wednesday, in the November 22nd, you're feeling really pissed, it might not continue, especially if you're pissed about your father or father figures or people are older than you. But still, the conjunction, the, the square there is a little bit tough. It means that during this Thanksgiving, you might be asked by your father usually to do something you don't really do uh, or not feel completely comfortable with an action that you have to take. That being said, Saturn and Vesta and Minerva both of them are asteroid, but both of them are very traditional, are sending beautiful energy to Saturn, which is traditional. So it's not like Saturn is completely afflicted and causing a lot of trouble. It's just that the energy of the father and the mother or people who are older than you are not the easiest on this Thanksgiving. That is the most important thing that is happening in the chart. In the other sense, because the sun is in Sagittarius and, Sag and Thanksgiving is a Sagittarius holiday, do focus on thanks thanking and giving so i think that one of the rituals that would be nice to do in this uh, uh dinner thanksgiving is that every person gives something to the table that they're thankful for if that makes sense so you can put some again you can put an, a key to a, a, a copy of a key to the new house that you got this year that you're thankful for that and you're putting the key on the table saying, hey guys, uh, I'm not there you know, in December because I'm going to travel. If anybody wants to stay there, I'm thankful for this house, but I'm giving the key to anybody who wants to stay there, whatever. you know. So again, to give something that represents uh, what you're thankful for and want to pass on. That would be a great uh, ritual for your Thanksgiving dinner. And that is the chart of thanksgiving we are very fiery on that day so just be careful not to channel too much fire to your table and in that case maybe you should put instead of a candle two candles three candles four candles on the table just to channel that fire somehow uh, Xenia, Xenia, sorry, Xenia is an ancient Greek concept of hospitality, uh, guest friendships, it's translated to ritualized friendships. Uh, 
institutionalized relationship rooted in generosity, gift exchange, and reciprocity. Yeah. So again, Zeus was in charge of that, and that's why this holiday of Thanksgiving is a Zeus or a Jupiter holiday. And there is an interesting thing, Theoxenia, and Theoxenia, Theoxenia, it's an idea that um, I call it a divine audit. A divine audit, basically what it means, and we have something similar in Judaism with Elijah. Elijah, the prophet that joined God with a chariot of fire, you know, it's uh, the working of the chariot in a sense, but he never died. And therefore, the sages always say, you have to treat people nicely because you never know. There might be an old person who you mistreated in the street thinking he's just a nobody or a homeless person. It's actually channeled Elijah and he's going to be pissed at you. And that's why in Passover, we leave the door open so Elijah can come in as if he can't really open the door. He's a, he's a magician. But never mind. It's, a, it's, a, it's helping him help us in a sense. Same thing with Zeus. You have to treat people who knock on the door, even if they're ugly, hence the um, Beauty and the Beast. Remember what the, the prince did to the old witch? It doesn't matter who's knocking on your door. You have to open, even if they feel too, uh, inferior to you and you shouldn't invite them into your house. You have to be careful because it might be Zeus disguising himself or a deity disguising itself. And that's the idea behind Theoxeny and theoxenia, which is basically an idea that you have to be very, very nice to any guest because potentially there is a possibility, statistically statistically speaking, that it could be a disguised divinity trying to test how good you are at um, xenia. So that's one thing to think about. And another interesting thing that I read this week, Pluto is in Aquarius. That's the theme of my uh, 2024 book. Again, thank you very much for those who got it. And uh, please send a review on Amazon if you can. And again, if anybody gets a hard copy in the next two weeks while I'm still in LA, you can get the red string uh, sent to you. You just send me the address. So Pluto in Aquarius, uh, we talked about it once in 250 years. Pluto is power. Aquarius is people, power to the people. And I read in the in the uh, Economist that 76 countries, that's after I published the book, I should have edited it, you know, 76 countries um, are scheduled in 2024 to have an election, which is almost half population of the planet. So half of the population of the planet, 4.2, a little bit more, 4.2 billion people are going to go to the uh, ballots this year, 2024, which is the year of once in 250 years when Pluto power is coming back to Aquarius people and democracy. Not all of them are going to be democratic. Bangladesh, Brazil, um you know, Mexico, Russia. I mean, overall, we're going to have uh, the ten, uh, eight out of the 10 most populous countries in the world, Bangladesh, Brazil, India, Indonesia, Mexico, Pakistan, Russia, and United States are going to hold election. Uh, not all of them are going to be free or fair. Not all of them are going to be in democracy and democratic, but at least they're pretending to vote. It's something also, you know, first you fake it, then you make it, I guess. Out of the 71 uh, countries, 43 will enjoy fully and freely and fairly votes, you know, 27 uh, of which are EU members, and other 28 uh, do not meet what is considered to be democratic. Election in Bangladesh, Mexico, Pakistan, they're all hybrid regimes, which are considered to be some kind of a mixture between democracy and authoritarianism. And Russia, of course, which is uh, authoritarian, and it's not really election, but... 
uh, Brazil, India, Indonesia, and the United States are going are called flawed democracies, but at least uh, they're going to be going to election this year. The only problem with the United States election, uh, at least for me, is that it's going to be taking place while Pluto is in Capricorn, which is a very traditional uh, and old, um, let's say, archetype. And in November 20th, it's going to move into Aquarius. So from January next year until September next year, we have nine months of Aquarius giving us birth to something. Then right when the election happens to the United States, Pluto moves for the last time to say goodbye to Pluto, to Capricorn, where it's been since 2008. And it's going to be there in uh, November, up until no September and October, November, up until November 20th. After that, it's going to move back to Aquarius for 20 years. So this is, uh, if you see any uh, the image, you can see the countries that are going to go through election according to their size. And the reds are those that are more democratic. The yellow one in the middle are kind of hybrid like Mexico or Pakistan, Bangladesh, Turkey. And then we have those that are completely not democratic like Russia. You see them in the darker, um, darker circles. And last thing. Uh, one ring to rule them all and in the darkness bind them. So uh, we have something kind of interesting happening with Saturn. It happens every 13 to 15 years. Saturn is going to appear as if his rings are temporarily gone in March of 2025. I know it takes time it's for next year's book, but it's interesting because you see in the image there what I'm showing you how usually we see Saturn with his many rings. Uh, but because of the angle, it can come in such a way that we call it the edge angle. And then we're looking at the edge of the um, rings and we can't see them. So suddenly Saturn is losing his rings. Now, Saturn is the planet that rules this finger. And that's why I tell people you can't put rings on this finger because Saturn already has rings and you don't need more rings. Rings bind things. So the element of the binding of the rings of Saturn, kind of a disappearing, symbolically speaking, March of 2025 for a few months, which is kind of interesting. We're going to have Saturn in Pisces around that time. It's going to happen during Pisces. So it is going to be kind of an interesting uh, thing to experience and to look for in 2025. It already happened 2009. You can go back there and see what was going on uh, around that time. Um, similar things are going to happen in 2025. Now, last time you see that it happened very strongly is, is May 1995. Uh, and that's precisely a Saturn return. That's the last time Saturn was in Pisces and he lost his ring. Maybe when Saturn is in Pisces, Pisces is the sign of confusion. Even Pisces is like, um, did anybody see my ring? I think I lost my, I think I lost my ring. It's like the nightmare of a married husband that he's going to lose his ring. Um, anyway, this is what we have this week. I hope um, you have an amazing week, an amazing Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. Um, a good transition from Mars being the leader to Mars following, where he should be compared to the sun at least. And um, for those of you who are in the desert or around the desert, again, November 30th at 6 p.m., I'm going to do that um, a class that is open to everybody. It's going to be also on the webinar, the 2024 class. Same day at 10 o'clock, you can also join the webinar and um, the book is out on Apple, on uh, Google, on Amazon. Thanks a lot for those of you who got it. And again, if you can get a review, that would be great and would be highly appreciated. Let me see if there's any um, 
Yeah, middle finger is uh, Saturn. Saturn is middle finger. So this finger is Mercury. This finger is the ring finger is the sun. This finger, I'm not nothing personal, is uh, Saturn. This finger is Jupiter. And this finger is um, Venus. And uh, this is Mars here in the center. And this is considered to be uh, the moon, associated with the moon. Thanks a lot and have an amazing, amazing uh, week. And um, much love.